Have you ever wondered if your kid's acting like this on purpose? Are they being angry, mooding, not listening, and just acting up? Because maybe you think they're doing this. Well, guess what? I promise you, they are not. I'm Dr. Roseanne. I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me today as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about whether or not your kid is acting like this on purpose. One of the top questions I get is, is my kid acting like this on purpose? You know what I'm talking about. Are they not listening to me on purpose? Are they lazy? Yeah, I hear that all the time. Are they unmotivated? I hear that all the time. And are they not listening? So there's a lot of reasons why kids act the way they do. But one of the most surprising things for parents when they work with me is that their kid isn't acting like this on purpose. And they just don't know another way to act. Ooh, I hope that's an aha moment for you. So let's sit with that for a minute, okay? Let's unpack that. So when kids get stuck in behaviors, they're stuck. And so a lot of times as parents, we are pointing out what they're not doing. You didn't pick up your book bag. You didn't turn your homework in. You didn't flush the toilet. (laughs) You know, that's one of the top ones, right? You're always going to hear me talk about that. There's just so many things that our kids struggle with. And when we have kids with learning issues, attention issues, mood issues, anxiety, one in two kids in America have a physical or mental health problem, okay? So when kids get stuck, how are they supposed to know what they should do? So when we always are pointing out the things that they're not doing, they fall back on the same behaviors. The more we do something, the more we get reinforced to do it. Simple behaviorism stuff. And, you know, as parents, we're not taught this stuff, right? Our kids are so different. They all have a different makeup. They have gifts. They have annoyances. Even kids that are quote unquote easy to parent. There's going to be areas. There's going to be times. There's going to be challenges along the way. Sometimes, Like one kid, Max, in the beginning of his life, he's more of a challenge and he's like really a pretty easy teenager. You don't get to hear that. And then his brother, Giancarlo, he's just easy. Uh, I'm seeing the puberty signs and we're working through it. But kids will face challenges at different times. But no kid is really acting the way they're acting on purpose. Does that mean they never do anything on purpose? Of course not. Okay, I'm a mom, right? And I've been working for 30 years with kids. But generally, kids, particularly stuck kids, like you've got a failure to launch young adult who's living in the basement gaming. I promise he or she doesn't want to be there. They just turn off, put the blinders on, and they're so afraid of the hill or the mountain or a series of mountains, they don't know what else to do. Family communication gets stuck. Things get broken down. It's a lot easier to disassociate. And think about this for adults. What are adults doing? They're drinking their booze and they're having Ambien at night because they don't want to deal with whatever's going on and they don't want to adapt healthy lifestyles. People say to me all the time, I can't believe you get up at like 4.35 o'clock in the morning to work out. What am I going to do? I can't fit in any other time. 
And it's a healthy habit that I must do. We Everybody should exercise, right? For so many reasons. But when we think about these behaviors, first of all, we have a lot of emotional attachment. We have these feelings about their behaviors. We feel irritated. We feel worried as parents. Oh my gosh, so much of our choices. Oh, am I going to take my kid to this therapist? Or am I going to do that? Am I going to put him in this school? And I've been on the worry train with you, okay? I've been driving it at times, but you got to get off. But so much of this about our kids' behavior is an underlying worry. Will they do well in school? Where kids like them? Will they go to college? Will they not live in my basement? These are things that we start worrying about ourselves because it's an impact on the whole family. And we, of course, want nothing from the best for our kids. Nobody has a baby and thinks, oh, this kid's going to be a pain. No, they don't say that. They're like, I want all these things for him or her. And kids struggle with regulation. So when our brain is understimulated, we're going to be have a harder time focusing. We're going to be slower processing. Your kid's going to have a harder time listening. You're going to hear huh and wah and all that other stuff. When we have an overstimulated brain, we're going to see anxiety. We're going to see moodiness. And some kids have both because there's areas that can be understimulated and overstimulated. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done, or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. Let's pull ourselves back. When there is a behavior that is irritating you, I want you to really say, why is this happening? You hear me talk about antecedents, antecedents, fancy behavior is term. What happened before? Maybe not immediate, maybe the day before. You know, I recently had somebody that was in just an absolute emotional crisis. I mean, extreme. And a young man that tried to take his own life. There was a lot of misimpressions in the family. This is a person that's lazy. This is a person that's smart and could do it. Some of the things that I heard, I did hear the word lazy at least five times. And I was like, oh, no, we're not going to say that word. We're going to say he's having a hard time moving forward. And we think kids aren't motivated. Yes, some kids do struggle in their area of their brain with motivation. But ultimately, it's about not understanding what the end result looks like, what they need to do. And those steps. And you're like, but you know, Roseanne, they've watched me do do the bed a hundred times. Well, guess what? The brain isn't wired like that. We can invest our time with helping our kids support the behavior, shaping the behaviors. We can do that. Or we can just be in friction and we can get on each other's nerves. And you're going to then come to me and see Dr. Rowe. Or in the case of this young man, he felt so bad about himself, he tried to harm himself. And I know nobody thinks that's their kid. I know nobody thinks that's their kids because that's what I see every day. And the signs were there. There's signs of negative talk about oneself, shutting down, pulling back, 
the roller coaster of the greats. You know, I'm not sharing anything about any one person. This person, as you always know, is a compilation of a lot of people, what shows up at this door. So when we start to feel that our kid is doing something impervious, what are we going to do? Number one, pull back. Don't address the behavior unless it's a safety issue right then. You're annoyed. They're frustrated. They feel shameful. Trust me, kids always feel shameful about their behaviors. Pull back and try to look at the behavior analytically. If you're too heated or irritated, do it later. Look at what happened. Uh, I asked Amy to do her homework and it took her three hours. Why? Is it because she didn't have the right resources? She didn't know where to get started. She didn't understand it. Start trying to look and then think about the solutions. Don't tell your kid, this is what you must do. This is what you must do because they're not understanding you. I remember one time I did an observation like, gosh, it was probably 20 years ago. And she, she poo poo fancy school and little girl was learning disabled with dyslexia. We didn't know it, but I did, right? Cause as soon as I saw her, I was like, this kid's dyslexic. And she raised her hand. She didn't understand the teacher. What did the teacher do? You know what I'm going to say? Kept repeating the same thing over and over. And I went up to the teacher and I said, why did you think she was going to understand it? And she said, well, I just assumed if I slowed down, it would get in there. And I was like, clearly she's having an auditory processing problem. And I had to get her to back out. I had to get her to really think about what would help this kid learn. Of course, it was visual. Of course, it was breaking down the steps. And the kid did markedly better. This is a trained teacher who didn't even know how to change and reinforce behavior. So... We may be thinking our kids doing it on purpose, but I promise you, they are not. I hope this is an opportunity to give you some hopefulness, to rethink your kids' behavior and rethink solutions for change. Parents always have the power. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs. Just know no matter what is going on with your kid and your family, it's going to be okay. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at.